Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined uh, this evening by a hip-hop artist um, who's got a new EP out. Uh, it's called uh, The Adventures of Tommy Conquest, Volume 2, Sincerely Yours. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. So thank you very much. Tommy Conquest for joining me today. Thank you for having me on the show, Ben. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, kind of the same sentiment that before we started this, uh, I really appreciate getting to know you and having a conversation with you. Um, it's been uh, it's been a minute and it's a long time overdue for sure. Wow. Yeah, it's been a couple minutes. Type <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, likewise, man. Uh, how are you? How's your day today? good it was good um you know just kind of finished up my my work as an advisor um closed the the laptop up and then now i'm onto the artist thing so um you know it's kind of living those those two different lives but also they're like one in the same so it's it's really beautiful and i'm blessed yes uh certainly the uh the ever-changing uh dichotomy of work and play best culminated into getting to like live both of them simultaneously make your your work your play you know that's that's the mission after all you know mm -hmm. indeed and it you know both of them do you know even when it's your passion like sometimes if you love it you know you you love it and um it still can be difficult even if you do love it you know but it's always worth it at the end of the day um, if you're passionate about what you're doing and I'm passionate about both worlds. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like definitely um, it's always like the, uh, the gratification you get, like when something works out, you know, when all the hard work pays off or just when you just find yourself having a great time creating dope shit, you know, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about here, my friend. So, what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so, Tommy Conquest, I think uh, I first got wind of you like probably like a, about a year ago. I remember you um, you had a song out with uh, Rated R Playboy. Uh, shout out to my guy. Uh, mm -hmm. He's he's blowing up right now, man. He's doing killer shit. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very proud of him. I've known him for a long time. Uh, we actually went to high school together in, in the Racine area. Um, you know, we, we kind of came up together and we would always play each other's music. You know, we've come a long way <laughs> uh, from what we were doing in high school, you know, but um, we've had a, a couple shows together here and there. And I, I'm really blessed to know Rob, man. He's he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great dude. Um, he's talented. Talented yeah. as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he he knows how to make a a mad catchy song um, for sure. And you also worked with Genesis, I know. Um, shout out to the House of Renji. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Renji is a, a very talented artist. Um, you know, I've had a few uh, interactions with him. Um, and then we have that that song together. And then also my guy, uh, Underdog, he he produces for him. 
um, and he does mostly the video content. And right now they're they're working on a story for his upcoming project, uh, like a basically like a movie they're shooting for oh, sweet. a five song EP. So it's it's gonna be really cool. So shout out to Renji and Underdog for putting in that work, and I can't wait to see what they put together. Word, yeah, same here. Um, always a, get really excited every time Jen drops again. Um, and I know, yeah, he dropped a book. Uh, so he is, uh, even just last year, he dropped so much music. So I'm excited to, yeah, see uh, how he's been creating lately. But anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about you, Tommy. Uh, today's about you. So um, yeah, man, uh, let's just start. Uh, so you said you grew up in uh, Racine, correct? Yep, yep. Grew up in Racine area. Uh, but, you know, that's not too far down the block from Milwaukee. So, um, you know, work brought me to Milwaukee. Um, and then also, uh, I just wanted to be in an area where there were a lot of creatives and opportunities for collaboration. Um, and that's pretty, pretty much the best place to be if you're in Wisconsin is Milwaukee. Um, so, I mean, I've had a lot of opportunities to be able to, you know, meet, chop it up with Renji or like Nile x Nile. Mm. Um, I, I've had yeah. been able to talk with him and he's, he's a cool up, you know, up and coming cat too. Um, Such a sweet guy, man. He wants the whole city to win so bad. God, he loved to see it. Yeah. And he, I really like how he works. Like he, he knows what he wants, you know? So like when, yeah. when uh, underdog and I were working with him in the studio, he was like, you know, I don't want that. Nope. Not that. And then he was like, that's the one right there. So it's, yeah. I, I like how he works. I can just yeah. adapt to, to the side. Oh, yeah, dude. yeah. Yeah. Nile is so tight. Uh, was it uh trees and youth? Uh, his record that came out about a year and a half ago. I fucking loved that, that album. Um, yeah he's yeah we we really have some some goats uh mm -hmm. crawling around in, in milwaukee's music scene so mm -hmm. all that said man um i'd love to hear just kind of how music all started with you uh just i mean to begin uh what did you grow up listening to what did you have playing in the house oh that's good uh so yeah i mean growing up we listened to a lot of r&b um that you know Marvin Gaye was a huge influence for me um so I uh, always had Marvin playing on in my household um a lot of 90s R&B so like you know Brian McKnight um Tyrese Joe yeah uh, just to name a few so you know our, that's kind of where it started you know for me um so you know always kind of listening to to black music which then fed into hip-hop later yeah. on um so, you know, growing up there, we always had music playing and, uh, you know, th those were my heroes, right? So like Brian McKnight was my hero, Joe was my hero, Marvin yeah. Gaye, that was my hero, man. So um, they inspired me and that's kind of what led me to, to doing music. For sure. How did you get started? Um, so, you know, I would just pick up those songs and I would sing them around the house and then, you know, people in my family, friends, like they would tell me like, Hey, you might have something there. So I started singing. That's where I really started. Um, but you know, I felt like I gravitated more towards hip hop after a while. Um, I just liked the artistry of hip hop a little bit more. Um, both are, you know, as a listener, I value both the same, but, uh, creating wise, I like 
to tell stories. I like the intricacy of the uh, lyricism in hip hop and uh, mm-hmm. also just like listening to the, the, um, the voices in hip hop and hearing their perspectives. So, you know, hip hop has a special place in my heart for me. Oh yeah. You know how indie became a very um, umbrella term now hip hop is so umbrella too, because so there's so many microcosms of hip hop, mm-hmm. and uh, I like that word microcosms. Yeah, use that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so cool to explore just how many different uh, artistic and stylistic twists that people have on the art of rapping and mm-hmm. putting that to a beat and. Uh, yeah, what what, were, what have been some of your biggest uh, like hip hop influences? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it started for me, uh, you know, with with Eminem, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and then uh, as most things do for a lot of you know uh, white hip hop. Oh artists. yeah, <laughs> um, I still love Eminem. Lo- still love. <laughs> Absolutely, not, not his new shit, but you, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're talking about him getting canceled now, which you know, I. I, I can understand, um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I, there's a lot of, you know, problematic things that he, he says, and it hasn't aged well. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that just also goes to show like, you know, it started with Eminem for me. And, you know, that's why representation is so important, because I, you know, I wouldn't have seen myself doing hip hop if it wasn't for Eminem. So I, I hope I owe him that. But he's not even in my top 10 these days (laughs) um but you know I mean some of my influences now are like you know I really like Dream Bill what they've built together um Earth Gang and uh J.I.D. uh Jid um I also you know like kind of the Chicago wave of the hip-hop scene so like No Name is a like one of my favorite rappers Um, and also one of the most important Twitter accounts to follow um in these mm. awful times uh yeah dude shout out to no name i remember she came here uh a couple years ago at the miramar yeah it's it's cool to create like when national like household names and music you know came into town at this little like 300 capacity venue on the east side you know that's incredible that that's literally incredible um yeah. i was getting it confused with the sylvie um, oh yeah yeah that's that's a cool venue too uh, that that's where I went to go see her a while a couple years back um that that was incredible that was amazing um but yeah no I, I really agree with you there I mean I don't follow her Twitter because I don't have Twitter but I've seen what she's posted on Instagram and it's it's very informative um and you know there's a lot of educational resources resources in general for people to just uh, get their hands on and, and learn. So uh, I really appreciate, you know, what she's doing and she's become more of an activist, you know, yeah. um, maybe even more well-known for that than her music and her music is incredible. So. Yeah. It's, and that's a, a, a prime example of um, living like of, of juxtaposing your art with your activism, which I think is very important. And, you know, there are, Many artists that have done that um, or do it to varying degrees, but No Name is a great example. And I encourage everyone to learn a little bit about abolition. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from the Chicago area. So um, I, yeah, we also do a lot of, when drill blew up in high school, so like 2012 and my friends and I loved that shit. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome, dude. Is that what, so is that your Chicago roots? Does that like kind of where hip hop started for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up like, I mean, my sister liked hip hop. So like, you know, I, it, it was kind of like if I heard a song here and there that I liked, like, yeah, like I'll add that to my playlist, like a Tupac or a, a mm. Biggie song, you know, but actually like understanding like the cultural side of, of hip hop and as its environment influences it, that was like how it started for me. Like Chief Keef and like, you know, G Herbo and Bibby and, and uh, like Will Reese and Dirk, like all those guys. Um, that was sort of my introduction to like an actual hip hop scene. Mm. And my friends and I, you know, we used to drive around, smoke weed and eat fast food and just bump that shit. It was, it was a, it was a simpler time for mm -hmm. sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, I was actually put on Chief Keef like a couple weeks ago, like, cause it had just been so long and mm -hmm. still is, still goes crazy, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I remember those days too, you know, just riding around, no, no worries, no cares. But um, I mean, I've even gone back to some of my like hip hop catalog from back in the day, you know, like from high school and it, it hits different this year. Like it's, there, there's things in there that, you know, I wouldn't have noticed before because now like I have a different awareness of what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hip hop really hits different this year for real. Yeah. Um, oh yeah definitely so um, for sure so so you liked a lot of that chicago music that kind of so that was a big inspiration you said yeah definitely you know and uh i mean that's you know more so my inspiration now where i'm where i'm getting a lot of my like what i listen to now um kind of like some of that you know vibey hip-hop it's real easy to listen to easy listening uh, but talks about real shit. So uh, that's kind of my go-to. Absolutely. Good, good stuff, man. Love that. Um, yeah. So, so how did you kind of infiltrate uh, the music scene? Um, you know, I, I've always kind of been, um, I guess, you know, just growing up with, with music and um, doing my singing and, and such. I, I can't really pinpoint it to when like I started to get a little bit more connected with the artists around, but, you know, uh, one thing kind of leads to another is what I found out, you know, there's, um, you know, with Renji, it was, it was literally in passing. Like, you know, we, we, he was, uh, we were at a, a joint in River West. I can't remember. I think it's like, you know, the brewing company or something like that. Oh, company brewing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah um and I was watching his show and then we we started chopping it up about like Summerfest and such because I, I had a connection there and he had a connection there you know um he did a, a bigger stage than me because you know he's Renji but um and then he put me on Nile and then you know that's how I started learning about like Nile and then Schlee and like you know because everybody's just so well connected in this uh community it's it's really beautiful to see and um everybody's like really open and ready to work you know um they're protective of their craft which is good because that's what a good artist should be 
Um, but you know, they're, they're always willing to, you know, like, at least I've only received love. Um, so I can't even pinpoint it for you, man, but like, it's, it's kind of like a snowball. just, you know, you, you meet one person, it rolls and then you meet another person, it rolls. And yeah. Yeah. And that's the exact kind of answer I was looking for. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's never like, it's usually not just some aha moment. It is very, uh, organic and, uh, happens over a, uh, long-term wind like time frame and that's what happened for me too um genesis was one of the first people i had met in the scene too because we had a little diy studio on the east side oh, and awesome. yeah and um that was my senior year of college and like we tried to we started throwing like little events like at like the after gallery the jazz gallery and mm-hmm. then uh we met Jen through like mutuals. We also met Niall as well. And uh, we threw like a, I remember like I finished college and I was like, this was before any of this shit happened. You know, this was before I found Breaking Entering. This was before I started Mr. Nice Guy. I was just, I felt like a, a turtle without its shell. You know, like I was, just, I was, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And I just remember like messaging Jen because like, we like, he, he like we like threw a show with him at the Miramar it's like dude could I would you like want to meet up sometime I'm trying to like figure uh figure out what to do next and uh, I really want to get to know the, the music scene and he was like for sure bro <laughs> <laughs> you know he's really chill so uh I yeah so like we got we met up at Collectivo over here in Humboldt okay and uh yeah, I just had a good long talk you know it was like right when I started going to more networking events and meeting people and that was around like two and a half years ago at this point and uh, he's just so like personable you know like and he he will he will bring you in rooms with some really dope people which mm-hmm. sounds like it did for you too so mm-hmm. yeah were you like making music like recording stuff like uh back in high school or like when did that start that's a good question. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so I, I probably go as far back as like middle school. Um, I did my first singing demo in, in middle school. Um, and at that point in time, I was, you know, pursuing a, a singing career. Um, I was actually doing okay. You know, I, I, I went over out to LA a couple of times to do some uh, different things for nonprofit organizations and um then you know I was singing it I don't know if you've heard of uh mother the mothers against drunk driving it was like a, a nonprofit oh, sure, um, yeah. at that time and then they asked me out there to come sing and then I got to get connected with some LA folks and some people who were on Disney Channel which was pretty surreal you know as a middle schooler but uh that that's you know that kind of faded that that feeling and um it you know it it just didn't feel like the right scene for me. Like I, I wanted to be creating and not doing cover songs, you know? <laughs> um, so then I, I started, I started doing hip hop cause that was, you know, easier for me to grasp, easier for me to write lyrics to that. And, you know, there's some long lost files of like hip hop stuff. I, I started off as Fresh Esh, which is oh, part yeah. of my, so my real name is Tyler Eshman. If you, if you didn't know um oh, i did not know that actually. no yep no tommy conquest is the name i i you, you know chose to recreate myself 
um, when I was coming back out. So I took a, a long break from, from music for a while. And then um, I realized I, I needed to do it, you know, as most artists do <laughs> after they take some time off. Yeah. Um, and then Tommy Conquest was, was born. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a whole name, you know, whole reason behind that name, you know, Tommy means twin um that's the its origin so like that's my my alter ego and then um conquest just kind of came along with like this adventure that I was trying to put together you know this adventure of my life story you know going through different types of challenges struggles yeah. overcoming those struggles so it's a very conquest in in a very personal way um yeah. so I like that word too that's a great word <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, so, I mean, there's a long story there of just, you know, taking a step back, taking some time to breathe and, yeah. and figuring out what I wanted to do with my music. And now I feel like it's becoming, it's the most authentic version of myself, especially with every project I put out. Like it's, it's, it feels good, you know? Good. Good. That's what it's all about, man. And I'm glad you found that, uh, a place to be comfy with your your music and your creative process you know everyone deserves that um and some people you know unfortunately don't find it until later but mm -hmm. we're all on our own paths um and i'm glad that uh things fall into place for you like identity wise and everything you know mm. i appreciate that man and i'm still you know it's still a conquest for real right yeah, we don't have all the answers and we quite frankly won't truly ever, there will still be questions when, you know, the day we die, but mm -hmm. it's a matter of like, what can we do with the time we have, you know? Right. And who you are in this moment, just fully embracing, you know, whatever you are in that moment, being happy with where you're at is something I'm learning, especially this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. Like we've learned not to take certain things for granted. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And to hold ourselves and to hold people accountable for their shit. That too. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, holding people accountable, um, holding yourself accountable, depending on, you know, where you, where you fall. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's definitely a big lesson and, know especially as a as a white guy in hip-hop you know it's it's very important to to be trying to learn and grasping everything you can and admitting when you fuck up <laughs> um so you know it's, it's very real but um we you know it's a it's a growing year that's for sure yeah, yeah. precisely yeah i totally with you there man like yeah i'm a white guy with a podcast and you know this platform and uh, like how can you use that platform or in your case use your music to uplift these communities and these people that you know a lot of the things that we're passionate about and that we like and we enjoy was like derived from like black culture or brown culture you know like and to recognize that you know and to uplift those those voices and uh yeah and i've seen a lot of uh, my friends do that and uh, I'm very proud of them, you know, but there's always more work to do. Yep. So follow no name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> do that. 
Um, yeah. So, uh, what was what was your first uh, your first actual like full like project like body work? Um. So, <laughs> um, as Tommy Conquest, it was the Dear Dreamers one. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Volume one. Volume one. Yeah. Tommy Conquest actually, you know, was born. You know, I, I was born with um, the intent of putting out a trilogy of projects. So volume one, oh. volume two, volume three. Um, so volume two is the most current one that's out, Sincerely Yours. And then after that will be Boys Can Wear Flowers, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, <laughs> I love that name, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm very, you know, I've done a lot of soul searching this year, which I'm sure you have too. Yeah. Um, and I, even some of your posts, you know, with like posting about like men wearing makeup and such, yes. you know, like that's, that's fucking what's up, dude. Like people, yeah. it, it's just makeup, you know, like people should be able to express themselves like free of that society's influence, free of what uh, people want you or expect you to be, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really what that project is about is like finding your freedom of expression. Um, without the the world's eyes on you without the world's judgment right yeah yeah with, without being put into a category or having to subscribe to a binary mm. like it's all such it's all so dumb you know yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> it is it is but you know i mean even if this shit is ingrained in us man it is like you're you know with society you're just you know, growing up with these images and uh, there's, you know, people around you or in your circle who have also been affected by these images and, you know, that it's traumatic. It, it weighs on you. Um, so like, you know, before this, before this year, I would never be wearing these rings. Like yeah. I would have never dyed my hair or got a piercing or like, um, th this is all new for yeah. me. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing for sure man and I, I'm, I, really, I'm really happy to to be on this podcast with you too because like I saw that and I, I I just thought that was very you know powerful thanks Doug I appreciate that and yeah and on that like you're you're right like makeup was always something that you know I was curious about but even to this day like that post you're referring to um from the last weekend I believe I still was so nervous to post that when I did. And mm -hmm. even though like I've posted myself like wearing makeup many times before, like it's still like, like you said, it's still so indoctrinated to like feel that like mm -hmm. to try to like have to, to detach yourself from the societal narratives of like, you have to be this way in order to be accepted versus no, you can do whatever you want. You can express yourself how you please. We're 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 like challenging the narratives, and it, it's it can be very fucking daunting to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, hopefully, and you know, I'm very grateful that you know, like I'm in such a wonderful and supportive mm -hmm. uh, community uh, that has been so encouraging and and receptive to like. You know, yeah, like if I want to wear makeup or if I want to wear something that's not a, a traditionally like masculine clothing, like I go do that and people could be like, fuck mm -hmm. yeah, dude. 
Right. on, bro. <laughs> you know, like because a lot of people don't have that and they didn't have that growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh it's important that us men, you know, if that is our truth to like, you know, challenge gender norms and stuff, like challenge what it means, what what it means to be masculine or whatever. Like, you know, we we by all means should. Yeah. I mean, dude, in the seventies, like most of the greats in in rock music like we're men that were wearing makeup and high heels yeah. and shit, you know? <laughs> like so oh yeah dude definitely oh you know yeah i mean even you could say things the same thing about prince you know like or michael yeah. jackson you know they yeah. they had very like you know flowy clothing and um definitely you know longer hair yeah uh, more things that would be, you know, quote unquote, feminine features or feminine style. And they, they, they were, you know, revolutionaries of their time. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's cool to, to talk about boys wearing flowers and, oh, yeah. you know, Tommy Conquest, you know, this, this volume one, volume two, volume three, it's going to be, uh, it's, I guess that's my first project, like the whole the whole thing, like it's gonna be a a, a large work altogether. Great, um, and I'll tell that whole story altogether about you know where I started and how I got to where I am now, um, which is you know working on men's mental health, working on men's expression, working on um, challenging that narrative, whoever wherever you uh, identify in this spectrum of identities, you know there's. There's always things to be challenged. Yeah, there are, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so with the first one, uh, so yeah, well, like, what was like sort of like the first one? Like, what was sort of the um, subject matter and the statement you really wanted to tackle with the first volume? Uh, so yeah, you know, it was a a, a letter, you know, dear dear dreamers. Um, and I know that that can have, you know, depending on the context, that can mean something completely different. Um, but, you know, it, it was a letter to those who are passionate, who have these dreams, or uh, they want to be something outside of the societal norm of the nine to five, right? Like, they want to have their own business, or be an entrepreneur, or be an artist, or creative producer, whatever. Um, it was just kind of a, you know, hey, guys, like, I'm doing this, like, I, I'm, you know, gonna be who I want to be now, I'm gonna express myself the way I want to, and, and pursue this passion of mine, which is music, um, so that, you know, that's what that, that first project was completely about, was just, you know, this is my story, I hope that you can take something from it, and it'll inspire you to do whatever you want to do, and, and not, you know, give in to those, those narratives of having to get that salary job and you know that's totally fine like everybody can do that uh but you should you should definitely make time for your passions yes oh yeah i that resonates hard man i'm i'm trying to figure this diy shit out with the music journalism and Mm. it's not easy but with that hard work and that drive you know one day you could ultimately it can pay off, you know, and even if you have to, you know, wait tables or wash dishes in the meantime, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very, I, 
I love that, man. Like I'm, I feel very strongly about that too, that, you know, there's many alternative paths to success these days. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to just be a cog in a machine, mm-hmm. like you don't have to be, you know, like, and you should also like, and if you are going to be, you know, we should be able to unionize and demand we get paid living wages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i think everyone can agree with that one well you you would think yeah uh, this is yeah yeah it seems like common sense but i guess right right common sense ain't common is what they say (laughs) right yeah oh man you you got me tommy you got me (laughs) so um with uh sincerely yours um i will tell you that um so Alan covered this project on breaking and entering uh, when it came out like a month ago mm-hmm. and he was blown away by it. He really liked mm-hmm. it. That's um, amazing. I love yeah. It. Yeah. He, cause he didn't really know, know, like, like he knew of you, but he had, I don't think he had listened to anything of yours yet to that point. But when he did, he's like, man, now like I really want to watch what he does. Cause this shit mm. was really good. Um, and that's what I love about, breaking and entering is like how we can i always like throw like if i've covered something if i know what an artist is already doing i i try to throw some of those artists over to alan so he gets to hear like so he gets an idea too and um yeah it's just a, it's a fun like working relationship like it, we have together in that way but yeah i and i really love the project too um i think you're you're like your production and your stylistic uh flexes and and shifts are very sharp and uh, very crisp i really love the song zombie thank you Uh, you. yeah yeah um you want to talk a little bit about uh what this this installment uh really touches on yeah for sure i mean you know first off i do want to say like kind of like how you said you know alan's like your, your collaborative partner and like you have that dynamic that's amazing and uh, I, you know, I owe that too. you know, I owe that same credit to, to the people who were on the, the project with me. So um, I do want to shout out Underdog, who helped produce and he's working with Renji now and then TR who had a couple of, uh, you know, joints on the project. Um, and then I had uh, Emmanuel Camacho who was singing on one of the songs I had, uh, amazing singer and, you know, he was my for- former roommate and probably will be a, a groomsman at my wedding because he's just that dope. <laughs> right on, yeah. Um, so, you know, th- there's a lot of people to thank. Uh, Curtis, Curtis Crump, also an oh, amazing dude, he's musician. He's yeah, he, he's, a, he's a, a, good, a good buddy of mine as well. And uh, he played saxophone on, on the oolong and, and had a couple of bass lines too. But um, so, yeah, now that, you know, that part is out of the way, I, I'll talk about it, you know, what. Um, that project meant and it it was you know it is basically a, a story about love so you know it, it follows the story arc of of me falling in love with you know kind of getting uh, swooning over this this partner right this significant other um and then you know falling in love and then zombie is actually the song that where it takes a turn um i'm falling out of love in that yeah. in that instance you know, zombies about like getting your heart ate out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's about you know slowly falling in love, then 
being hurt and then realizing at the end of the day that the only love that you have, the true love you have is the one that you have with yourself. And that's why it ends with self-love, self-care, um, which is a perfect segue into Boys Can Wear Flowers. Um, so, you know, that's, it's a letter to myself that sincerely yours is. Yeah. Um, so I hope that, I don't know if that's what you were thinking it was because you know, art is interpretive. Um, oh, yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense. It makes total sense. I don't, I don't know uh, what um, exactly what Alan wrote, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, that, that adds up. Uh, you're right. Love is complex. Um, mm. I'm kind of going through something like that right now. And mm. it's very, um, it can be a very back and forth thing. Like you second guess it a lot. Um, yeah. It's, and it's also very irregular. So mm. I think that the, the, uh, the way you, flip the uh utopian uh complex of love with zombie on its head is pretty pretty dope and it's it's pretty um and it's it's a daring venture too because a lot of people don't want to talk about that part of it you know that sometimes you fall out of love you know butterflies and daisies for a very long time and it just doesn't feel that way anymore. It gets, it can get stale, mm -hmm. well, uh, you know, different goals. So yeah, uh, I, I like how you kind of walk through the cycle there, so. I appreciate that, bro. And, you know, it, it's, I think, you know, everybody can take something how they want to take for you, you know, define it how they want to. And, yeah. um, you know, and I'm sorry that you're, you know, like, going through that, bro. Like, that's, that just sucks. It, yeah. Love sucks, man. Love sucks. <laughs> no, man. It's, um, uh, yeah, and it's because you don't, you also, like, when the part is when you get, when you get kept guessing, you know, get, like, you don't know what the other person's thinking. That's where I'm at right now. Like, I don't know what I don't know, you know? <laughs> so, you know. Mm. Yeah. Love does that to you, though. It does. It does. It does. Um, tell me about Stilo, a uh, joint oh, you dropped yeah. uh, by itself uh, last September. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a random joint. Um, we so you know Ryan Ryan named that one, so that's Underdog. Uh, he makes a lot of my. He made Zone in on the last project, and then he also made Self Love. Um, but yeah, you know. Um, it was just a dope beat <laughs> and I was just like man I you know I haven't heard anything uh you know like this on uh you know with my with a nerdy dude rapping over it you know yeah because so, I got that nerdy flow I'm like -da -da -da, you know <laughs> rapping like that um but yeah um I don't know we we just kind of dropped that one for for fun you know kind of thing um and it was mostly just you know flexing uh yeah. which is what hip hop is, it can be braggadocious, which is uh, one of the things I love about it. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. And being incognito, of course. Yes. 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 Oh, I mean, yeah, the lyrics, you know, pretty simple, like, you know, check my style, check my stilo. Um, I've been incognito. So like, you know, Pete, my persona, man, I'm, I'm working low key kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's another big thing in hip hop too, is, uh, cooking in the stew and uh <laughs> you know being low-key yeah and uh, no one knows quite what you're doing in there but they but that's why you you, sh you just show results you, mm. you 
less talk, more results. You know, it's a big mm. part. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously what you've been doing because you got a trilogy of projects uh, going on here. So that said, Tommy, uh, let's hear it. What? So what? What? What's in store? What? What? What can we expect in the next couple of months? Absolutely. So um, what I'm working on now is is the boys can wear flowers um, segment of the project. Um, I'm also still working on promoting the current project, which has been a little bit difficult in this pandemic, to say the least. Uh, I haven't been able to perform as often and and get a lot of people in the same room as you know as I would have wished. Um, just with with COVID, I mean, we can connect this way, but a lot of the way that my team works is like in the same room. Like we we have to be in the same room. Like the vibe is just different if it's over. You know, we 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 feed off each other's energy um, being in the same room. So but, you know, it's, it's starting to return back to normal. We're still trying to navigate that safely. But Boys Can Wear Flowers is going to be uh, the, probably the, the biggest project for me. You know, um, it's going to talk a lot about like, you know, going through mental health, which, you know, a lot of us can relate to after this year. Uh, I just started going to therapy. So. That shit's amazing. I, I can't believe I waited this long. Like, yeah, I'm like, I was so nervous. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I, I just started talking, opening up. And I was like, what the hell? Why did I wait so long to do this? Like, I feel so great. Like, I can't Therapy's wait to get tiny. in next week. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I learned a lot about myself. And, um, but, you know, um, boys can wear flowers. I'll, I'll probably be uh introducing it with with a merch line and also working on some stickers and such and um I'm going to try to throw an event in July August just kind of like kind of like uh what Dreamville did with with their Revenge of the Dreamers record I'm just going to invite a bunch of people who I know are collaboratives we're going to try to get in the same room and I'm saying this is the idea so if you fuck with it like what how do you see yourself fitting into this project so like that's that's next step for tommy conquest is just like you know how can i collaborate with other artists creatives people who are like-minded and how do they feel about this boys can wear flowers how does that message relate to them and is it important to them and then we're gonna i'm gonna try to you know start start working on that with everybody who's who's interested so I love that. um that that's that's kind of the big next step awesome that's super cool man yeah you're you're um setting up a foundation for like you know the the material and the possibilities and the connections that can um that can all happen as a result of what these three projects say and mm-hmm what people, t- what others take away from them and how the community, you know, mm. takes from it too. So that's, yeah, dude, I love that. That's a, that sounds like a solid plan. Um, and I, I, I were you um, doing much uh, performing pre-COVID? I was, you know, I, and mostly in the, the local area, like I did, I did Summerfest a few times and I actually had some Milwaukee gigs lined up, right? Like, and it was like, I was finally breaking into Milwaukee, like starting to know some of these, like, um, you know, like Miramar, for example, and like 
um, the brewing Cactus club. Yeah, yeah. So like I was just starting to break into there. I was mostly performing in like Racine, Kenosha, yeah, um, yeah. that area. Um, but I, I've been there, done all that. Like I've I pretty much performed at every single bar there is to name. <laughs> uh, at least that allows hip hop because that can be an issue too. Like a lot, a lot of times with these. All bars. right. Yeah, because uh, a little bit of a, a demographic shift down there, and uh, they're a little. They're a little insular about uh, insular. That's a nice word. About you know, music as it pertains to culture. They're they're not quite exposed to parts of that. Um, but hopefully we can change that one day. It's slow. It's slowly changing. Um, but you know, there's there's still people that you know they're they they put all these barriers in place to like. And I was just chopping it up with my guy down here. His name's Mikey Fast Life, and he does a he has got a little vintage shop, and he's actually where I'm trying to do the uh, who I'm collaborating with to do the boys can wear flowers. We're hosting it at his his vintage shop, the, the yep. get together. Um, and he was just telling me like, there's so many barriers in place. Like you need to get this permit. Like, but then they keep giving you the runaround. Like they told me to contact you, and then they're like, no, you need to contact them, kind of thing. And it's just like there's just so so many barriers in place, like, especially when it comes to like the hip hop and the arts and like, you know, black and brown communities and stuff. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll learn something from all this. I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. Um, Tommy, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, really enjoy talking to you. I do hope we can uh, get a beer and hang out soon. Um, that would be great. I would love to take you out to some of these uh, dope spots, uh, especially around the River West area to see some good shows, man. Once shows are a thing again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I can't wait, man. I, I really can't wait to just, for, for one, grab a beer, and then two, you know, get back out in the, the Milwaukee scene. Like, I, I probably would have stayed in Milwaukee if it wasn't, you know, I'm in Racine now, but I would have stayed in Milwaukee if it wasn't for this pandemic. Like, I would still, sure. I would still be there but family, you know, yeah. family priorities. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, so I feel that. Man. Yeah. Well, I get that. I mean, I mean, I still consider, you know, we still cover Racine music. Uh, I consider that part of the greater Milwaukee area. So, you know, we still cover uh, Racine music is Milwaukee music to us. Um, so yeah, dude. Uh, so on our way out, I, I ask everyone the same two things on our way out. Uh, the first is Tommy Conquest. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Oh, there's a lot of things that keep me up at night. Um, hmm. Documentaries do usually, um, especially if I'm watching, you know, crime, true crime. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, corporate greed. That keeps me up at night. <laughs> that, keeps me up. that is one of the things that keeps me up at night too. Uh, <laughs> What's new? We're destroying ourselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the pain, it feels good. Uh, the second question is, Tommy, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Hmm. Melatonin usually works. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've been meditating a lot, though, you know, um, I got a little app on my nice. phone. 
I thought you were talking about technology. Is it Headspace? No, it's it's something similar though. It's called something moods, something moods. Hold on. Oh no, soothing pod. Not nothing ah. to do with moods. But you know, I, I I do like a good, you know, solid waterfall feature to fall asleep to. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. Yeah. I I uh for me it's usually a couple beers. Um some uh maybe some netflix uh i think you saw you know i started watching broad city this week uh good show dude yeah it's alana's fucking hilarious dude like (laughs) (laughs) um that and uh keeping the window cracked uh i need cold air in the room Mm. and uh all the shit to do the next day you know Mm. Mm -hmm. we've got a lot a lot a lot to do um yeah yeah but we are also only human uh we can only do so much in one day so mm-hmm. yeah man well this was great dude but thanks once again for being on the show uh had a wonderful time uh getting to know you better and hearing about your projects thanks for having me bro i appreciate it anytime that you want to have me back on you know i'm game right on yeah bet we'll do it hopefully in person uh next time yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Awesome. For everyone watching, I'll be tagging Tommy Conquest, uh, so you can check out uh, volumes one and two of his uh, trilogy. Um, you got Dear Dreamers. You got Sincerely Yours. Uh, go stream his joint Stilo. Uh, stay tuned for volume three. Uh, boys can wear flowers, right? Yeah. Yep. Thanks for watching, Mister Nice Guy. We will see you next time. I'm not a man, 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 I'